chapter five of tarano the conqueror by ray cummings this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva outlawed flight dr brenda was dead we knew it in the moment that followed our sudden assault and capture elza knelt there sobbing then she stood up her tears checked and on her face a look of pathetic determination to repress her grief now that we had yielded the venus men searching us for our weapons cast us loose we bent over dr brenda georg and i dead no power in this universe could bring him back to us georg pressed his lips tightly together his face red from the exertion of his fight went pale but he showed no other emotion and as he leaned toward me he whispered got us jack say nothing don't put up any show of fight elza now was standing against the wall a hand before her eyes i went to her elza dear her hand pressed mine our captors stood curiously watching us there seemed to be at least ten of them men as tall as myself though not so tall as georg swarthy gray-skinned fellows one or two of them squat ape-like with their heavy shoulders and dangling arms men of the venus cold country they were talking together in their queer soft language one of them i took to be the leader argo was his name i afterward learned he was somewhat taller than the rest and slim a man perhaps thirty paler of skin than most of his companions gray skin with a bronze cast dressed like the others in fur but his heavy jacket was open disclosing a ruffled white shirt with a low black stock about his throat a shifty-eyed fellow this argo smooth-shaven with a mouth slack-lipped and small black eyes but his features were finely chiselled and with that bronze cast to his skin i guessed that he was from the venus central state he seemed much perturbed that dr brenda was dead occasionally he burst into english as he rebuked one of the others for the killing no more than a moment had passed georg joined elsa and me we stood waiting georg whispered they killed robbins and his helpers in there he gestured i saw them lying in there if only i had argo was standing before us this is a very pleasant surprise he spoke the careful english of the educated foreigner his tone was ironical very pleasant abruptly he turned away again but in that instant his eyes had roved elza in a way that turned me cold they led us away down a padded hallway into the instrument room it was in full operation our inter-allied news-tape was clicking the low voice of the announcer droned through the silence i started toward the tape but argo waved me away he had volunteered us nothing and again georg advised silence argo had given his orders through a window i saw men carrying apparatus from the house 
a small metal frame of sun mirrors prisms and vacuum tubes georg whispered father's model the man with it passed beyond my sight others came along carrying the cylinders of books dr brenda's notes and a variety of other paraphernalia carrying it back from the shore toward the headlands of the cape where i realize now they had an arrow secreted argo was at a mirror he had a headpiece on he was talking into a disc talking in a private code i could see the surface of the small mirror a room with windows through one of the windows by daylight palms and huge banana leaves were visible a room seemingly in the tropics of our own hemisphere argo was triumphant explaining doubtless that he had captured us mingled with his voice the inter-allied announcer was saying greater new york ten thirty two martian helio via tokyohama little people proclamation a man standing near the tape switched off the droning voice at the receiving table every few seconds came the buzz of the laboratory's call wrangle island again calling robins but no one paid any heed argo finished at the mirror he glanced over the tape smiling sardonically then methodically deliberately he swept the instruments to the floor jerked out the connections turned out the current wrecked it all with a few strokes a moment later we were taken away outside from back by the low reaches of the cape we saw an arrow rising they had loaded it with dr brenda's effects and in it half of the men were departing it rose vertically until we could see it only as a speck in the blue of the morning sky a speck vanishing to the north over the pole with four or five men all those remaining argo took us three to the brenda car we did not pass dr brenda's body lying there in the outer room elza and georg gazed that way involuntarily but they said nothing the greatest grief is that which is hidden and never once afterward did either of them show it by more than an affectionate word for that father whom they had loved so dearly soon we were back in the brenda car in which we had landed no more than an hour before it was a standard bicton model evidently argo and his men knew how to operate it perfectly we were herded into the pit and in a moment more we were in the air argo seemed now rather anxious to make friends with us he was in a high good humour his eyes flashed at me sharply when i questioned him once or twice but he offered us no indignities to elza he spoke commandingly but with that deference to which every woman of birth and breeding is entitled from a man we rose straight up and at eighteen thousand feet headed northward by a point or two west we would pass the pole on our right too far to sight it with the naked eye i realized but i knew too that the director there would see the distant image of us on his finder even though we refused connection should he call us 
and we had no right to be up here in the eighteen thousand foot lane they'd order us down shut off our power if necessary we could not escape observation on this daylight flight heading this way it would take us past the pole and on southward down the western hemisphere over the americas we could not refuse connection for long we would be challenged then brought down or if argo answered a call some director would examine our pit with his finder would see elsa georg and me as prisoners we could gesture surreptitiously to him my thoughts ran on argo's soft ironic voice brought me out of them we will answer the first call that comes he said smilingly you understand we are the inter-allied news on official dispatch he was addressing me his glance going to the insignia on my cap you are of the inter-allied yes i said what's your name i did not like his tone none of your quiet jack georg warned jack hallen i amended yes division eight manhattan he read from my cap well when the first director calls from the pole perhaps you will tell him we are inter-allied officials he will see us here i do not believe the way we are sitting that he will think anything is wrong he will see us of venus there are venus men employed by the inter-allied is it not so i had to admit that it was he nodded you will fool the directors jack hallen you understand you will get the reports on weather to-day down the sixty-seventh meridian west and ask if we can have power to the equator and below his eyes flashed and if you attempt any trickery you will die you understand i did indeed and i knew that his plans were well laid that i would be helpless to give us over without paying for it with my life with the lives of elza and georg as well from up here in the eighteenth lane the polar ocean lay a glittering white and purple expanse beneath us then again a fog rolled out down there like a blanket we passed the pole a hundred miles or more to one side and headed southward no challenge under us occasional local cars swept by but up here we were clear of traffic elza prepared our lunch in the little electric galley forward of the observation pit the great london east indies mail flyer crossed us coming along this same level it was headed toward the pole from the british isles its pilot challenged us before it had come up over the horizon a crusty fellow his face in the mirror glared at me as i accepted connection he ordered me down inter allied or no argo was at my elbow his pencil ray dug into my ribs had i made a false move it would have drilled me clean with its tiny burning light 
i told the pilot we would descend it placated him but he saw argo's face mumbled something about damned foreigners general orders probably coming to-morrow to clean out venia damned well rid of the traitors then he disconnected venia georg and i were sure was where argo was now taking us but the rest of his comments i did not clearly understand until later we descended and the flyer came up over the horizon and passed us overhead we were pointing southward now had picked up the sixty-seventh west meridian and were following it down the hayes station footnote eight challenged us but they were satisfied with my explanation argo had us up in speed around four hundred miles per hour we went down davis strait over newfoundland avoiding the congested cross traffic of mid-afternoon in the lowest lanes and out over the main atlantic night closed down upon us it was safer for argo now we flew without lights outlawed had they caught us at it we would have been brought down captured by the patrol and imprisoned yet argo doubtless considered the chance of that less dangerous than a reliance upon my ability to trick the succeeding directors footnote eight hayes peninsula northwest greenland near the present site of etta with darkness we ascended again to the upper mail lanes over the main eastern atlantic now and out here this night there was little local traffic the mail and passenger liners went by at intervals the spreading beams of their lurid headlights giving us warning enough so that we could dive down and avoid being caught in their light i prayed that one of their lights might pick us up but none did north of bermuda a division of the north atlantic patrol circled over us the ocean was calm argo dropped us to the surface we floated there like a derelict dark silent save for the lapping of the water against our aluminite pontoons the patrol's searching beams swept within a hundred feet of us missed us by a miracle and as the patrol passed on we rose again to our course argo gave us one of the small cabins to ourselves that night he was still deferential to elza but in his manner and in the glitter of those little black eyes there was irony and an open though unexpressed admiration for her beauty we slept little georg and i one or the other of us was awake all night we talked occasionally not much for speculation was of no avail we wondered what could be transpiring abroad through all these hours hours of unprecedented turmoil on earth and on our neighboring worlds we wondered how the central state of venus might be faring with the revolution would they ask aid of the earth this tirano merely a name to us as yet but a name already full of dread where was he had he been responsible for all this dr brenda's secret was in his hands now we were sure what would he do next about three o'clock in the morning a fair calm night our power died abruptly 
we were in the caribbean sea not far above the northern coast of south america at fifteen degrees azimuth north latitude sixty seven degrees azimuth west longitude our power died elza was fast asleep but the sudden quiet brought georg and me to alertness we joined argo in the pit he was perturbed and cursing we dropped gliding down for there was no need of picking a landing with the emergency heliocopter batteries glided down to the calm surface for a moment we lay there rocking a dark blob on the water i heard a sudden sharp swish an undersurface freight vessel ploughing from venezuelan ports to the west indian islands came suddenly to the surface its headlight flashed on but missed us it sped past i could see the sleek black outline of its wet back and the lines of foam as it sheared the water we lay rocking in its wake as it disappeared northward then without warning our power came on again an inadvertent break perhaps or maybe some local or general orders we did not know argo was picking from the air occasional news but he said nothing of it to us and he was sending out nothing of course dawn found us over the mountains the director at caracas challenged us argo kept me by his side constantly now dutifully we answered every call the local morning traffic was beginning to pick up but we mingled with it at eight thousand feet and more to clear the mountains comfortably elza again cooked and with argo joining us we had breakfast argo's good nature continued as we successfully approached the end of our flight but still he volunteered nothing to us we asked him no questions elza was grave-faced solemn but she did not bother georg and me with woman's fears bravely she kept her own counsel anxious only to be of help to us we passed over the venezuelan province over the mountains and into amazonia headwaters of the great river still on the sixty-seventh meridian west the jungles here were sparsely settled there were i knew no more than a dozen standard cities of a million population or over in the whole region of western brazilana as we advanced i noticed an unusual number of the armed government flyers above us many were hovering almost motionless as though waiting for orders but none of them molested us near the tenth parallel south latitude we passed under a fleet of the white official vessels with a division of the brazilana patrol joined with them a hundred vessels hovering up there in an east and west line a line a hundred miles long it must have been hovering there for what we did not know but argo leering up at them insolently may have guessed they challenged us but let us through you are the last one in this subdirector of the patrol told us i could see him in our mirror as his gaze examined our pit 
a dapper jaunty fellow with the uptilted moustache affected in latina last one in you inter-allied are a nuisance he was more particular than those directors we had passed before my badge and my verbal explanation were not enough he made me show him the inter-allied seal which i always carried and i gave him the passcode of the current week last one in he reiterated and you wouldn't get in now without those refugees with you venia's closed after noon of today didn't you know it no i said well it is they shut off the power early this morning for all low vibrations yours and under brought em all down for a general traffic inspection then changed their minds and threw it on again but if you're coming out north again you've got to get out by noon and you go in at your own peril he assumed that argo and his men were venus refugees going with me into venia i only vaguely understood what might be afoot but i did not dare question him argo's side glance at me was menacing i agreed with this director obediently and broke connection we seemed now to have passed within the patrol line there were no more official vessels to be seen we clung low and at twelve degrees azimuth south sixty degrees azimuth twenty minutes west at ten sixteen that morning we descended in venia capital of the central latina province largest immigrant colony of the western hemisphere footnote nine footnote nine now mato grosso state brazil we landed on a stage of one of the upper crescent terraces a crowd of venus people surrounded us even in the turmoil of our debarkation i wondered where the official landing director might be none of the governing officials were in sight the place was in confusion crowds were on the spider bridges the terraces and the sloping steps were jammed milling excited people the foreign police pompous venus men in gaudy uniforms were hurting the people about but none of our earth officials where were they who should have been in charge of all this confusion my heart sank something drastic sinister had occurred we had no time to guess what it might be argo drove us forward with scant courtesy now down in a vertical car through a tunnel on foot to what they called here in venia the lower plaza we crossed it and entered one of their queerly flat buildings at the ground level entered through an archway passed through several rooms and came at last into a room whirring with instruments argo said triumphantly yet humbly tarano master we are here a man at a table of heliosending instruments turned and faced us we were in the presence of the dread tarano End of chapter five